Welcome to the Hope United Podcast, where we're creating a culture of worship, family, and discipleship. We hope this message challenges, inspires, and gives you hope today. If you like this podcast, remember to share and subscribe. People talk a lot about love, especially in the month of February, right? We, we have TV shows about it. We make movies about it. We have songs about it. But do we really know what love is? I, I think we should talk about it. We should talk about it because um, it's an incredible virtue. But oftentimes it's misunderstood. So before the TV ads and trailers really start kicking in, let me show you what I see in the Word of God about the nature of love. I want to start a series this uh, this month called No Ordinary Love. Look at somebody and say, No Ordinary Love. And there's nothing ordinary about the love, uh, and surely there's nothing ordinary about the love that comes from God. No greater force in all the universe than love. It's behind the good that we see in this world, the light of Hope, the glimmer of hope that we see in dark moments and dark times. So I want to take the next few weeks and talk about it. Talk about just that. No ordinary love. I want to start in the book of John. John is oftentimes called the apostle of love. He refers to himself as John the beloved. The one, the disciple that the Lord loved. That's that's a good title to give yourself, right? So I want to start right here in John fifteen thirteen, <clears throat> And it says, There is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friend. And this is the words of Jesus. And evidently there's different types of love. Because he's saying there's no greater love than this. So the assumption is that there's other types of love. And that we experience these different variations in life. There's a romantic love. There's a nurturing parental type of love. There's a friendship, brotherhood, sisterhood type of love. There's self-love. There's a lust that parades itself around as love. There's a desire to fulfill oneself that many call love. There's a love for material things, definitely. And, but of all those loves, you know, we've seen that before, right? You see material love. I love this car. I love this house. We throw the, 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 the word love around. There's many ways that we use the word love, and, 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 and it falls along the spectrum there. But there's no greater love than the love that comes from God. This is love in its purest form. This is a love in its most powerful form. There's no greater love than this. Look at somebody and say, there's no greater love than this. A love that's sacrificial, a love that forgives, a love that restores. And this love is a powerful demonstration to everyone around us. His love is a powerful demonstration. Whenever you put his love on display, it will leave a ripple effect. It it will not leave people the same. I'm reminded of the story of Corrie ten Boom, a Christian woman that lived during the time of the Nazi Holocaust. And this woman and her family hid away Jewish families so that they would not have to endure the cruelty 
and the, 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 the terrorism that was going on in that moment of the concentration camps and the, and the, uh, and the killing. When someone experiences this type of love, a divine love, a godly love, it either blows them away or forever changes them, but it always leaves a lasting impact. It's not an ordinary love. This type of love always makes waves. The Greek word that Jesus chose to use when describing this love is agape. In the Greek, they have different words for love. Unlike the English, they actually decide to make it a little bit more specific. They don't just use one word, but Jesus chose agape. Love for mankind. A divine love. The pure love. And this type of love makes a lasting impact on us and the world around us. So the challenge really is for us as we're looking at this, say, how can I be impactful with the love of God? How can I not only be impacted, but impact others? Because if it only just stays there that I've been impacted with the love of God, it really becomes a selfish form of faith. But when I say I know, no, not only want to be impacted, but I want to be impactful with the love of God. Once you experience this type of love, you're never the same. And Jesus puts it this way. After saying that the love that he showed for us on the cross is the greatest type of love, he then pivots and says that we should love one another in the same way. Not just with any type of love. Don't, don't just love other people. Don't just love your brothers and sisters in Christ with any type of love, but love them in the same way, in the same love that I have shown you. And to top this off, it's not a request, it's a commandment. When Jesus does it, sometimes he just lays it on real thick. It's not an option, it's not, hey, this is something, if your spirit is right, if your spirit is ready, you can start to begin to just dip your foot in the water and love people. He said, no, This is a commandment that God gives us. Love is not a request, it's a commandment. And that's a huge ask for Jesus to ask us to love each other the way that he loved us. Sacrificial, unconditional. Jesus says, John 15, 12, this is my commandment. Love each other in the same way I have loved you. It doesn't get more specific. It doesn't get more explicit than This is my commandment. If you're a follower of Christ, if you love Jesus, if you want to bear the title of Christian, he's saying, these are the commandments that I give you. These are the things that you have to do, absolutely have to do, if you want to wear that title of follower of Christ. One One of these commandments is, love each other in the same way I have loved you. I want you to really think about that next time you get frustrated with a brother in Christ, a sister in Christ. I want you to think about that the next time you get frustrated with somebody that God put into your life. Am I loving them the way that Jesus loved me? It's a heavy thought. Before you make a mess of your words, before you say something and do something impulsive, ask yourself, am I loving that person the way that God has loved me. If they're a brother or sister in Christ, if they're somebody that God has placed in your life, if God put them there, then you have to ask yourself this question. 
We have to love others the way that Jesus loved us. We must love others the way that Jesus loved you. This revelation was a game changer for me as I stepped in and began to pastor. And it really completely revolutionized the way that I treated people. It changed the way I led people. It changed the way I pastored. This one thought, this one question, am I treating this person the way that Jesus treated me? How many times did Jesus overlook a fault? How many times did Jesus forgive? How many times was Jesus patient? Am I being loving in the same way that God loved me? Has God been patient with me? Then I must be patient with others. Has God overlooked my shortcomings and failures? Then I must overlook other people's shortcomings and failures. It doesn't mean not to address things. It doesn't mean not to hold people accountable, to have tough conversations. But I have a responsibility to love. I have a commandment to love. It's easy to wash your hands of people. It's easy to wash your hands of circumstances and excuse yourself from loving in difficult moments. And some people are difficult to love. Some people are difficult to love. But that doesn't excuse you or me from loving them with the love of Jesus. Amen? Romans 5, 8. But God showed us this great love by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. Grab a hold of this. While you and I were still disqualified, he died on the cross for us. Before we knew to love him or knew how to love him or even knew what to do, he died for us. His love preceded our love. His love preceded our knowledge of what the love looked like. That's a powerful thought. While we were still sinners, he died for us. When we were messed up, dirty, doing all kinds of things wrong, Jesus died for us. He didn't wait for us to get cleaned up. He didn't wait for us to have the, the capability to do that. We didn't have the capability. So while we were still a mess, Jesus started loving us. Jesus died for us when we were at our worst. This is what love looks like. Before we even had a chance to love God, before we even knew that we should love God, he first loved us. Before we were even born, he loved us. Before we even made the mistakes that he knew we would make, he loved us. He paid the price for us. And that's the power of the love of Jesus Christ. I think about when Pastor Krim was pregnant with our kids. Sometimes I feel kind of weird, guys, when you say we were pregnant, because guys, we were never pregnant, right? Husbands, let's be real. We were never pregnant. When Pastor Corinne was pregnant, um, there was such an excitement, such a love that was growing before the baby even came out. We loved her 
And we loved him, and we loved her again, before we even knew them. That's a taste, a foretaste of how God loves us. He loves us before we even know how to love him. We love, you love a child, you love a baby, you love an infant before they even know how to reciprocate that love. They can't return that love. But you love them. Because God put that inside of us to be like him. Just a taste. Just a small taste of how God loves us. When we were a mess, he loved us. Before we knew how to love him, he loved us. He first loved us. It's so humbling to think Jesus died for us when we were still a mess. And it's also convicting and challenging because he's asking us to love others the same way. Not just your baby. That's easy to love a baby infant. It's sometimes a challenge to love an older child. <laughs> but it's definitely a challenge to love people that um, are different from you. Yeah. Sometimes difficult to love people that um, kind of rub you the wrong way. But this is my commandment that you love one another. If Jesus loved us when we were a mess, can we love others when they are still a mess? That is a challenge to you today. Can we love people when they're still a mess? I hope so, because that's the basic game plan of Christian faith. That's right. To love others while they're still a mess. To love others while they're still in their process. Where would you be? Where would I be if somebody gave up on us while we were still in process? That's a challenge. Can you love someone that's difficult to love? Can you love someone that doesn't love you back? Can you love someone that hurts you? Can you love someone that betrays you? Can you love someone that slanders you? Can you love someone that disrespects you? Can you love someone that dishonors you? Jesus did all of that and then commanded us to do the same. Jesus was disrespected and dishonored and hurt and lied about and betrayed about and mistreated and underappreciated, but he never stopped loving. Can I tell you about the divine nature of love? It's exciting and it's frightening, and it's amazing, and it's awe-inspiring, and it's grueling. The divine love of God. 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8 says, Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. 
And this is kind of the ending thought that I want to leave you with. That love never fails. It's grueling work. It's going to get you outside of yourself to love others this way. To love people that are doing things that are messy, that are hurtful, that are dishonoring. But the divine type of love never fails. Other loves can fail you. Other loves can disappoint you. But this love will not. When I apply this love to the world around me, I will see powerful change. It never fails. I will see powerful results because it never fails. Other types of love may fail you, but God's love will never fail. Some loves fall short, but this divine, this pure love will never fail. So when somebody mistreats you or says all manner of evil against you, that's scripture, by the way. If you love them with the divine love of God, you will not fail. If you return good for evil, you will not fail. If you love your enemies, you will not fail. This love is not easy. Can I repeat this? This love is not easy. But it always works. This love is not easy, but it always works. So learn to love others that don't love you back. Learn to love those that don't know how to love you back. Love those that reject your love. Learn to love those that don't deserve your love. Learn to love those and you will build your life on love. There is a love from God that never fails. It's not an ordinary love, but it is a love that changes us and transforms us from the inside out. Let's pray. God, I thank you for your love. If it wasn't for your love, we wouldn't be here today. Your love has touched our hearts. Your love has changed us. Your love has impacted us. It's not an ordinary love. It's not the love that's oftentimes on the TV screen or in music. But God, it's a love that is powerful and effective and never fails. God, as we go throughout this next couple weeks, help us to focus on your love. Help us to focus on learning to love the way you loved us. God, I thank you, Father, for that. And his heads are bowed. Maybe you say, Pastor, I'm not where I need to be with God. I feel like I've drifted in my relationship with him. I hear what you're saying, and it's, it's resonating with me. But I need to reconnect with Jesus today. I need to reconnect with that love. I want to feel that active in my life. That's you. Just slip up your hand. I want to pray with you right where you are today. Amen. Amen. If you slipped up your hand, I want you to pray this prayer. And everybody, you can say this with me. Jesus, thank you for your love. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. Thank you for loving me before I ever loved you. Jesus, I'm sorry for all of my messes, all of my mistakes, 
all of my sins. Jesus, I need you to forgive me. Clean me up. Give me a second chance. Jesus, thank you for what you did on the cross. For reconnecting me with the Father. For giving me the free gift of salvation. I receive your gift. And I thank you for your gift. Jesus, lead me. I need you to show me the way to love people. Teach me to love like you love. Teach me how to live a life in love. In Jesus' name. Everybody said amen, amen. Thanks again for listening. If you like this podcast, remember to share and subscribe. For more information or to connect with us, go to hopeunited.church. And remember, if God is with you, you will be undefeated.